Thank you everybody for tuning in to the next episode of This Is Life. It's your boy, your host, Brandon Harrison. And this is a faith-based encouragement podcast to help you navigate through life. And we are in the middle of a series called Black Perspective, where I have the honor and the privilege of sitting down with some amazing Black people that I know and just hear their perspectives on things. And it's people all different walks of life and politics, education, or entertainment, sports, all these different things, and is hearing a Black perspective. Because sometimes in all the rhetoric of today, we don't hear everybody's different perspective. We just hear one side or the other if we have to choose sides. So the goal of this is to really educate, to inform, and to really inspire. Because everyone I've done so far has just been incredible hearing people's stories. And today, I have the honor and the privilege of sharing the story of the conversation with Frank Funkham IV. He's incredible. Incredible young man. I'm just excited for you to hear his story of his journey, all that he's already accomplished at such a young age. So Frank, without me explaining too much, tell the people what you're about, how you got to where you are, and your, just some of your highlights of your journey so far. Absolutely, I appreciate it. And, um, and thank you for inviting me to come speak with you about this. It's always nice to be able to um, have a platform to be able to share some of my perspectives and to share my heart. So. Um, first off, thank you for that. Okay. Um, like you mentioned, yeah. Um, like you mentioned, my name is Frank Buncombe the Fourth. Um, I come from a from a line of, of pretty cool human beings named Frank James Buncombe. Um, nice. And so I definitely I definitely wear that on my sleeve, um, and it's something that my name means a lot to me. Although it's a little bit basic compared to my siblings' names, they all their names are all much cooler than just Frank. <laughs> um, but it's definitely something that I that I um, put a lot of value towards with my life. Um, I am definitely on the, I'd probably say on the younger side of some of the uh, some of the other people that you've been talking to. I am just 23 years old um, and I recently graduated from Stanford University last year. Um, I'm a little bit over a year of graduation. Um, I've had, thank you, I appreciate it. Um, it's definitely been a journey from my time growing up in San Diego, um, going to the high school that I attended, San Augustine High School, and then deciding to go to Stanford after that to continue playing football. Um, we might dive into this a little bit later on, um, but my, my football journey got cut a little bit shorter than I would have liked, um, for better or for worse, although it's looking like it's actually been for better as my body definitely feels a lot better um, <laughs> nice. now, that, now that I don't run into people anymore. My body's definitely felt a lot better and appreciates it, um, but I definitely had NFL aspirations ever since I was a ever since I was a kid. I kind of had things mapped out to go to NFL and take uh, medical school classes while, like, during the NFL offseason and play in the NFL for a few years and then retire, finish wow. medical school, um, and become a neurosurgeon. I always wanted to become a neurosurgeon when I was a kid, wow. and um, that's still something that's submarine in the back of my mind of the NFL thing I've pushed that to the side um and not to the side that makes it seem like it's still there it's, it's behind it's gone <laughs> but the the neurosurgeon thing is something that I'm still thinking about it's a little bit on the back burner um now but I'm still thinking about the MD route or potentially I'm um, getting a PhD in something like bioengineering um mm -hmm. something I'm thinking about or also um since I graduated I've been working at a small health tech startup for a little bit over a year now. I think I started like three days after graduation. Um, wow. And when I joined the company, it was about five months old. 
Um, so now we're about a year and a half old. Um, and I was, when I joined, it was the two co-founders and myself. So I was technically, I was like the first employee, the first hire. Um, and we've grown the team a little bit now. And it's really been interesting to have these perspectives of being in such a small company. Um, it's such a dog fight every day, mm -hmm. being scrappy and kind of um, getting things done with so limited resources. Um, so it's definitely, it's been a lot of fun. And that's like my third avenue is like, do I just stay in industry and the healthcare side? Um, I definitely have a passion for healthcare, but man, I've been getting into politics lately. Um, nice. or at least kind of grappling grappling with the, the current climate that we're in. Um, and more so educating myself. Um, I like to I like to lead. I like to be to be able to speak on different topics. Um, in order to do so confidently, you got to be educated and know what the heck you're talking about. That's the truth. Um, yeah. Or at least you should be. Not everybody does. No. But at least you should know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I've been taking a lot of time recently to educate myself. Um, so yeah, that's a that's probably like the the quick run through. Nice through um, my past 23 years, um, filled with highs and lows, but I've definitely been incredibly, incredibly blessed. One of those blessings me knowing individuals like yourself right now. Thank you, Frank, that means a lot. <laughs> that really does. Just, you've inspired me, even though you're a little younger than me, I'm like, it's just incredible to see your journey. And like you said, the leadership that you take, the impact that you have, and the influence that you have as well, it's just, it's incredible to see that. And that's something that I wanted to have you hone in on too and just share what are some of the, or what is that one thing that has been like a peak for you, whether it was in football or just in academics, what was that kind of one accomplishment that you really enjoyed the most or other ones? But what did you learn from that experience? And then what were some of the lows or one of the lowest moments in your journey? And what did you learn from that experience? Absolutely. I think I'll start with the lowest moment because that mm -hmm. one is a little bit more crystallized to me. I think I'm still, trying to find my find that high moment for myself still climbing nice. um mm -hmm. very much trying to ascend um but i think my lowest moment thankfully I, life is full of full of valleys and mountains um yep. and i've been incredibly fortunate in that my my valleys my lows haven't been incredibly low right um, i've been fortunate that i've been surrounded by awesome people in my family that have yeah. educated me on different things from a very young age so um, I speak to everybody here today from a very privileged position. Um, even being a black man in America, I, I mm -hmm. consider myself a privileged black man in America, and I want to just make sure that it's noted. Um, mm -hmm. But one of my one of my lows definitely was um, my senior year playing football at Stanford. I've been um, started on the team for the past three years, and I redshirted my freshman year, so I technically still had another year eligibility. Um, to come back to Stanford for a fifth year if I wanted, if I chose so. Or I also had the option to declare for the NFL draft at that point, um, which looked like a fun idea, especially because one of my best friends at Stanford, um, he actually left after three years. Um, after junior year, he declared for the draft and he currently starts at safety for the Houston Texans, Justin Reed. Um, and I was like, man, I've seen him ball out his rookie, his rookie season. I was yeah. like, and I was like, that was my boy. I just played next to him. We both started at safety and he was my, he was my running mate that played right next to me the year prior. Wow. And I was like, man, um, I wanted to get there to, and to be, even if I didn't go to the Texans, 
of course the chance of that is small but just to be up there with with some of my some of my really good friends that I played with at Stanford mm-hmm. and or also could have stayed for another fifth year to give myself opportunity um, to be a better draft selection um, but towards the end of that end of the football season I started to feel some pains in my spine um, some things that like it would kind of came on one one evening after a football game um, I think we were playing against Washington State and I was at dinner with my parents and a few of my teammates actually came with us to dinner as well and out of nowhere I just got the shooting pain in my spine and like it like some tears started to flow I was lying down on the ground in the restaurant and then the pain kind of subsided after about five minutes mm. I was like that's I was like that's really weird and then I didn't really think much of it like a week or two later I was um, brushing my teeth. We had we had a uh, morning meeting. It's like 7 a.m. meeting in the morning to go over a like, special teams mm-hmm. um, film. And I was brushing my teeth when I woke up in the morning and then boom, it hit me again. I was like on the ground crying. I was brushing my teeth in the morning and then it kind of subsided after about five or 10 minutes. Wow. And I was like, and at that point, that's when I really went to the trainers, like what is going on? Um, started to do a workout, started to get some treatment for it. But um, I kept playing throughout the year um kept playing my one like yes my teammates depended on me and I, I had that call to play for my teammates too I wanted to play like, right right <laughs> I like this game this game is this game is a lot of fun it's about me joy I've been playing since I was six years old and I just turned 22 recently 22 at that point or actually 21 turning 22 mm-hmm. it's like this game has been a part of my life for so long as long as I can remember I love to play the game yeah. um so I wanted to play so I, I continued to play and things started things got a little bit worse throughout the season but not so bad that I had to stop playing and I got um we played our bowl game that year we played in the Sun Bowl and won um I think like 1918 or something like that we beat Pitt that year in the Sun Bowl and came back after the bowl game um and got an MRI after the season and things didn't look too great in my spine um and we kind of with the with the doctors um kind of came down to the decision that either we'd have to I, there's a good chance that if I kept playing I probably have to have surgery on my spine mm. um, and some thoughts really crystallized in that moment I already had surgery at Stanford on my hand my freshman year the year prior I had surgery on my left knee to get some things repaired around my PCL wow. like do I, do I want to have another surgery on my spine right. that's not something that I want to play with um, if I do have kids someday I want to be able to pick them up right um or am I forced enough to have grandkids? I want to be able to pick them up. Right. I'm, my spine is really not something to play around with. Um, so at that moment, things kind of crystallized for me. I decided to hang up the cleats, which is mm. painful. Um, I think I cried myself to sleep for like the next um, two weeks or so. Mm. Um, it didn't help that my girlfriend went off to play professional soccer in Paris. Oh. Um, <laughs> So after we were together for for several years at Stanford, um, she was she had just after that fall she just went to start her professional career in Paris, playing for Paris Saint Germain, but she still plays there now. Um, wow. And actually just went back to Paris a day or two ago, um, since being back here for like COVID nineteen shut yeah. things down, and she played in the the NWSL tournament um, as well. Um, so that's like that probably compounded a little bit as well. I bet. Um, but I but I wasn't crying about her going. I wanted her to go. You know, yeah. she was she's going to expand her career. Um, 
and doing what's best for ourselves all for that but definitely like for the next two weeks um i felt that hole like something was missing within me mm-hmm. and i'd always describe myself as i would say like i'm not a football player i'm a man i just happen to play football right um right it's like it's one of the things i do but it's not who i am yep um and that thing that i said that came out of my mouth was really put to the test at that point because because yeah. that football i got taken away from me whether whether we said taken away from me or i walked away because i didn't want to potentially have surgery on my spine um that really got tested at that moment right. um so that was that was definitely a low for me and i learned a lot about myself at that time mm-hmm. thankfully I, I was able to find another community at stanford um that i kind of connected with on the entrepreneurial side which actually helped me um land the job that i'm working at now nice um, so things things worked out in like an incredibly opportune fashion um I actually met kind of some of my best friends through this program as well um nice. so it's something i really needed as i lost like this football community even though i still like hang out with my teammates my old teammates and i like, still love them it's mm-hmm. different because they're waking up in the morning going on those 7 a.m. lifts. Right. For better for better for me. I'm not going on I'm not waking right. up at 7 a.m. for those anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. But man, like you're not you're not having those dog days with them yeah. anymore. So it's a it's a little bit different dynamic. Um mm-hmm. so I kind of lost that football community but found this other one. Um and that was definitely enriching for me. And I guess on the flip side, kind of like on the mountaintop, um that's a little bit tougher question for me to answer because I do think okay. I am still ascending or trying to ascend um mm-hmm. and trying to accomplish different things um but I guess one thing that kind of comes on my mind was just happened about a month or two ago um when I attended some protests out in Point Loma while I've been back here in San Diego for the past few months nice. um I attended a protest out in Point Loma and the organizer asked me to speak at the protest um and there's a i don't know a few hundred people there i don't think it was a thousand um there's definitely a few hundred people there and um having the ability to lend my voice to what we're trying to accomplish to uh, mm-hmm. lend my heart my emotion and my passion to that um and hopefully to to touch a heart that day was definitely um awe inspiring to me it was definitely wow. fulfilling um something that i appreciated i didn't think that to go out there and ask to say something etc but being mm-hmm. but being um that they came to me to do that um i want i felt the responsibility to and it was it was awesome really fulfilling and after after the the speech and kind of as we were starting to disperse after um our peaceful protest a few people kind of came up to me with some words of encouragement and like asked me like you think you're going to run for mayor of San Diego someday? I was like, ah, I don't know. Nice. I don't know. Like that's I've always been so passionate. My two main passions have been one medicine and healthcare. Football is probably definitely up there, but mm-hmm. put that one to the side. Um so my two main passions have been medicine and healthcare um where that's been my number one. I like I've devoted devoted my schooling there. I studied human mm-hmm. biology and was a pre-med student and thinking about going to medical school. So that's where I've devoted much of my energy towards. And my second passion has been um climate and what we can mm-hmm. do to 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 build a more sustainable society. Um wow. and I haven't I haven't put much of my my schooling hasn't been there, um but a lot of thought and like outside research and my time 
has been um, put there. And those have been my two things. So I hadn't really thought about politics. And although you can like affect both of those things a lot. You can. With politics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I've been um, actually immediately like texted one of my good friends at Stanford who actually went to Cathedral in San Diego. And we oh, went wow. to Stanford the same year together, Casey Tuhill. And he majored in political science there. And shout out to Casey, just got, um, he got drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he just reported to camp with the Eagles. Nice. Um, but he majored in political science at Stanford. So I texted Casey, I was like, hey man, what are some good books? Like I wanna get more into political theory and just educate myself on it. So like, what are some good books you recommend? And he sent me some books. And so I've been diving into those. Um, some of them have been some dense reads, let me tell you. I bet. <laughs> they've been some dense reads, but they've definitely been incredibly informative. So I'm trying to better educate myself because I thought like I don't really plan on running for mayor down the road, but hey, maybe um, yeah, if things things line up correctly and that seems like something that I want to do, um, I might I probably should start getting myself versed in um, political science, political theory right now, mm-hmm. just so I can have a foundation. So that's one of the many things I'm working on right now. <laughs> That's so awesome to hear how all that journey has a purpose and all comes together for you. That's, <laughs> that's incredible. But that's something that you learn like in your 20s and 30s, like just really that journey on the different moments of like, you know, I might be called to do this. Or I might have a passion in this. And it's, it's good to hear you say that <clears throat> you're self-aware enough to acknowledge like, I'm still ascending, I'm still learning, <clears throat> still growing. And it's so awesome just to see that you know your passions, but you're flexible to say, you know, I might be effective in politics or I might be effective in medicine or football, whatever it is, but it's awesome to see just the maturation process and just the journey. But I did want to ask one question of what you said is, it's something that I'm still learning. Like you said, this season, I've been a black man my whole 32 years of life, but this season I've been learning a lot, <laughs> a whole lot Absolutely. about black history, about current black topics. And I'm just like, I have a lot more to learn. So from somebody who is in their 20, early 20s, what have, how have you been navigating through this season of all the racial tensions and what have you been learning about black people, black causes and kind of what do you, how are you making sense of all of this? It's, it's a lot going yeah. on, but I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot going on and to that, to that sense, um, I found that it can be incredibly emotionally draining. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely after some of the protests I attended, I had to come back and be exhausted. And that's definitely the most like holistically exhausted I've been like physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, just drained. Um, and even after um, I haven't attended a, a protest in a little while, but doing some things that um, communicating with individuals I'm working with a few groups with, at Stanford um, to try to affect some change within within that institution. Um, nice. Is that it? And, it's so emotionally draining yes, and it can it be hard to think about how to how we take care of ourselves during these times um so that's what i've been trying to been putting a lot of thought into that and then what i didn't realize initially like when this whole climb was starting to kick off is how introspective it would need to be in order to take care of myself yes. like a lot of my time i initially was spending like talking to other people engaging other people being out there um sharing my heart, et cetera. And I didn't really think about the importance of time that I need to put into like being introspective, getting away from everything to one, take care of myself, 
mentally and emotionally into two all this information that I'm taking in to process and give it some time to process that's good um, so that's been incredibly important for me lately um, to just crack open my journal and sit down and just thoughts that pop into my mind just let them flow and one of the things that I did about a week ago about a week or two weeks ago is I took a I did a what I call a tech detox or you know, it's, I know it's common some people take them it's, it's not I don't think it's necessarily that new um, but I took a tech detox in which for the weekend I turned off my phone my laptop my iPad I just turned it all off um, so I didn't have any texts coming in didn't have an urge to like check my Apple watch see what see what right. popped up etc I just put everything away um, and then what that what I didn't realize what that allowed me to do was when like an idea would pop into my mind or like a random thought um, or, like something random let's say like something about astrology pops up into my mind what I would generally do when I'm like connected like we all are is I might like open up a tab really quickly and like dive into that topic right away right now leave me and then I would think about that and like be thinking about that a little bit and then I kind of process it and let it go um but what like the tech detox allowed me to do um also like taking care of myself mentally was I'd have my journal here with me and my pen and paper um and then like when one of those thoughts would come up I couldn't look it up immediately mm-hmm. so what I do is write it down I write it down and I kind of move on and what I noticed was like boom another idea would come up like oh that's really interesting and I'd write it down and then I kind of get away from it instead of like diving into it immediately that's I just write awesome. it down and get away from it and then when I noticed like wow like actually generated like way more ideas that were really productive and then like wow. once once Monday rolled around and I turned everything back on I had like this super full list of my journal of like things that I want to dive into um that I, I hadn't really accumulated that when I was just like get something pop up into my head and I dive into it I might be missing like the two or three things that are like simmering right there and ready to ready to come up um yeah. so that's something that I did a week or, week or two ago that I really like personally and helped me just get away from everything and just process all because we're constantly getting information coming in yeah whether news articles tweets Instagram etc we're always getting so much information coming in and it's hard to find time to process it such good advice and so well said <laughs> that's so important especially like you said for the season just really guarding our mental and our physical health as well not just sitting yeah. around too much is ties into <laughs> everything that full detail that's really good and it's really well said because it's so important to you said not inundate ourselves too much with information and opinions and yeah. news articles but say what do i really think about this and yeah it can get overbearing at times it's it's important to do that work but it can get overbearing if you're just on it all the time. Yep. I completely agree. And that's what I found during this season. Like you said, at first, I was speaking at this and helping this person get perspective and share this. And then I was like, man, I need to figure out myself for a couple of days (laughs) and calm down. Cause it's like, it's emotionally draining. All these different conversations have and say, okay, I can't change everybody's perspective on like issues or educate everybody. Cause like you said, I still gotta learn myself and gotta learn about the topics to really speak intelligently on it so it's it's a balance a delicate balance of absolutely activism and learning and then speaking and still learning and mm-hmm. but it's it's a good it's a good journey that's really good to hear man so absolutely. any 
any last closing comments just as encouragement of people listening of young black athletes or just young black students or just people in general one inspiration to like you said i know you're still ascending but how can somebody get to where you're at and what how could you encourage them in that journey um to people specifically to people that are that are younger than me and are on that journey or around my age mm-hmm. um, to continue to reach out to individuals that that are at where you want to be um, i think we we oftentimes get shy in that sense yeah I like to, to reach out to somebody there like i i think i got over this pretty quickly like, like one time like i was like man i wonder what serena williams is working on and then like i tried to like direct message Serena Williams on Instagram to see like what she's working on. Did I get yeah. a response? No, I didn't get a response. Hey. But hey, but I reached out and I've done that with like some other people that like are at where I want to be. Um with regards to like companies or things that I want to connect with. And have gotten like a lot of people that reach back out to me and it's made like a lot of connections that way. Um so yeah Serena didn't reply to me. But hey, maybe next okay. time maybe yep. I'll maybe I'll hit up Venus. Maybe Venus Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> I think we should um, take the time when we see individuals that are at where we want to be, especially those that look like us, to to reach out because oftentimes the people that are there want to pull other people up with them um, to pull yeah. to pull up other boats. So extend extend your arms, like kind of. I think I don't know if one of my one of my aunts maybe used to say something like this or somewhere within my family. Um, like when you when you're driving, yeah, you can you can pray you can pray that God gets you there safely, but you don't just let go of the steering wheel. So that's good. <laughs> you don't just let go of the steering wheel. So you can right. you can hope you can hope that these people that are um, depending on how you define success, you define success as financial success. These people that are more financially successful, we can want them to like reach down and help pull other people up. Mm. But I can also reach my hand up there. Um, right. and, get, and get a little bit closer. So I definitely um, say to, to reach out to individuals, um, try to reach for those connections. That's so good. Really good advice. And that's literally, that's how I got started on this podcast journey of interviewing people. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I was just hitting up, head up Steph Curry and hit up a bunch of different yep. people. I was like, yeah, didn't get response, but I got some pretty good response from other people. I'm like, oh yeah, they yeah. actually replied to my DM. I'm like, all right. And <laughs> exactly. Pastors, some politicians, other people. I'm like, yes, they actually replied. But like you said, I had to get over that initial fear of like, oh man, they might not respond or might not mm-hmm. get it. But it's like, hey, gotta reach out and try. And there are people exactly. who are really trying to, like you said, help, help us get on up to where they're at. Exactly. So getting over that initial fear. That's really good. So last question. How can people, hey, if you want to drop your cash app, how can they financially support you? What other projects are you doing right now that people can follow you? What's your Instagram? Anyways, people can keep in touch with you and see what you're really working on, how they can support you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my Instagram, Twitter, and that stuff is all um, the handle that I got when I was probably like 11 years old that my oldest sister created for me um, is Beast Name Frank. Um, yeah, Beast Named Frank. Um, but you can also find me on LinkedIn. It's a, it's a great place to connect with me. There's Frank Buncom IV um, on LinkedIn. As, as far as I can tell, there's only been four Frank James Buncombs in the U.S. <laughs> in U.S. history, um, nice. as far as I can tell. So if you search that name, you'll for sure find me because I don't think my dad has a LinkedIn. <laughs> so you will definitely, you'll definitely find me. Um, so that's the way that you can you can connect with me. There's some 
like uh, the company I'm working for is Airx Health, and we're in the okay. we're in the remote monitoring space, um, trying to allow connect physicians to their patients while at home. Um, so if you had any connections in that realm, and also might be working with some of my friends to cook up a side project um, to start fulfilling my, that second passion in regards to climate and recycling. We're still like in the very much an idea phase and this is just a side project because I do have my full-time job. Um, but if there are any things, anybody wanted to connect on those things or really just talk, I'm always open to, to connect with people, talk and getting to know and meet new people because we're only, we're only here on this earth for a short amount of time. And yep. so you might as well enjoy as many people as you can. Is so true man such a good closing word i appreciate your time your inspiration you definitely inspired me i know everybody who listens definitely gonna get some encouragement and inspiration so thank you man thank you brandon i appreciate you having me no problem at all but i just uh, let, me, let me stop mm-hmm.